Welcome to the Alien Attorney Podcast, where we aim to shed light on the many confusing, complex processes that are a part of the journey of immigrating to America. My name is Heather Law, and today I will be your host, along with my guest today, Kate Sue. And today we'll be talking about first-generation college students. So Kate, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Kate. I am a current junior at New York University Stern School of Business. My family immigrated from Taiwan, actually, and I have two older brothers who also were born here. Great, Kate. So where did you grow up? I grew up not so far from New York City, around 40 minutes away on Long Island. Interesting. And because you were you grew up in New York, did that make you want to go to NYU? Yes, it played a huge factor because I want to stay close to home. Growing up, I was pretty close with my family. And in general, New York City is just very diverse and liberal. And so I wanted to continue being in that sort of environment. Were there any other colleges that you considered applying to or you did apply to when going through the college admissions process? Yes, my two other top options were Boston University and Northeastern. I wanted to stay generally close, so within the Northeast region, and they were also two schools in another major city. From my experience visiting along with uh, interviewing my friends and talking to people who attended those two schools, they generally had very similar interests and perspectives as I did. So I thought it'd be really cool to experience that. So what I'm getting at is you are a big city girl. Yes, correct. So again, like I said, I'm from Long Island. So we have this energy where we are technically the suburbs, but we also like to connect ourselves very much to being the sister of New York City. And so we have this mindset that we are very much not suburban. (laughs) And very urban. (laughs) That's really interesting. So of your friends that you mentioned, are you the only first-generation college student? I don't believe so. I think I have two or three So growing up in Long Island, it is very, very Hispanic and white in my neighborhood. So most of my friends follow that general demographic. And my few Hispanic friends, I believe a few of them are actually also first gen like me. So was going to college encouraged for all of you? I, I would say it was encouraged, but it wasn't forced. We all had very flexible parents i would say none of our parents from what i know are the very are like helicopter type they were all very supportive and very modern so their thoughts were always if you wanted to take a break you're encouraged if you i don't know want to go into the army i know one of my friend andrea who is also first gen her brother actually did a road trip across the u.s for like two years performing music and so we were very lucky in the sense that our parents didn't put that sort of pressure on us was that the same for your brothers so very interesting is out of the three siblings uh, well out of all three of us i actually am the first one to go to a four-year university my oldest brother went to nasa community college for two years 
and then transferred to Binghamton University and graduated with an econ degree. And then my second brother also went to NASA Community College, but he actually didn't finish that two-year degree. He dropped out after, I think, a year and a half, and he just knew that school wasn't his thing and that he didn't need it to be successful or happy in life. And my parents were very supportive of him because they, growing up, they realized that he, he's not the academic type. So what led you to pursue higher education since your brothers and your parents didn't go to a traditional four-year college? I think it was a general interest. I always, this sounds cocky, but I excelled academically growing up. And I knew that for what I wanted to do, I would like, I would need to continue studying. And it was really never a question for me whether or not I would go to college. I prefer the more traditional route of going to school. And I like the idea of not only learning, but also meeting new people and learn new perspectives. Cool. So did you feel supported by your family for wanting to attend college or a traditional four-year college? Oh, for sure. My parents were so excited because the two older brothers never, I guess, completed that. And so as immigrant parents, you know, although they didn't put that pressure on us, I think slightly in their hearts, they wanted to tell their friends and family that, look, one of my kids, you know, came here and finished four-year college and got a degree, especially in a prestigious university that's always kind of the traditional American dream, I feel like. Um, I can't speak for all immigrants, but I would say for the typical, the stereotypical Asian parents, that is usually what they all say. Right. And you said your parents immigrated from Taiwan, correct? Yeah. So my Parents are Taiwanese, specifically my mom's side is like indigenous, so they're like from tribes. So higher education is very, I guess, in a form luxurious for them, and they really view it as sacred and special. Cool. So you said you went to NYU Stern, obviously one of the best business schools in the country. Because of that, it's obviously also going to be really expensive, given the fact that it's also located in the middle of New York City. So with that being said, did the cost of college fall on your shoulders? When I was applying, I definitely was really looking into the financial aspect of it. But I grew up very, very, very lucky and fortunate that my parents, because my two oldest brothers, they're only a year it, like different in age and so to ensure that they would be able to afford for my brothers to go to college they started saving very very early and since both of them didn't really get like they didn't touch that fun very much due to both of them attending community college first and then my brother went on to a SUNY they had a lot of funds left over for me to use for my college tuition. So I was so fortunate and so privileged that I really didn't have to worry about it. And I realized how blessed I am. Do you mind clarifying what a SUNY is for our non-New York listeners? So SUNY is a state school. 
the State University of New York. It also falls in the category of with CUNY's City University of New York. So New York residents typically get a tuition cut. So comparatively to other universities, it is very affordable. So yeah. Did the cost of tuition affect whether or not that you would attend college? I always felt guilty because just looking at the numbers wise, you always hear like NYU or these private schools, it's like fifty to $70,000 a year, which is really, really insane. And that doesn't even include housing, right? It, it doesn't include living expenses, <laughs> correct? So yeah, so when you add it all up easily, it could really border $100,000 a year. And over the course of four years, that's that's enough to buy a house. So looking at that, I, I felt immense, immense amount of guilt when looking into it. But I got full rides to a few other schools. And I also was a high school athlete and wanted to pursue cross country in college. So I was really looking forward to getting some scholarships through that. And unfortunately, I sustained an injury, but that's a whole nother story. And so I wasn't able to get that kind of scholarship. And, you know, my parents and I had several, several conversations discussing the financial aspects, and they always reassured me that no matter what, they would be supportive of it as long as I you know, took it seriously, was doing something I loved and really, really thought that this would benefit me in the long run. But I do want to say my oldest brother, he had the opportunity to go to Cornell. And at that time, I think it was, we had a bit of a financial issue in my family around that time. So he sacrificed that opportunity to go to Cornell and went to a state school instead to ensure that my other brother would also have an equal opportunity to go to whatever school he wanted. So his sacrifice really was touching and amazing. And, you know, my parents always look back at it and they didn't know at the time that he made that decision due to financial reasons. So they do have a guilt where they felt like they owe him because they weren't able to provide him the opportunity he wanted. But looking back at it, he's satisfied and he loved his Binghamton experience. And he honestly always says that he never regretted it. So how did you overcome any financial issues? I always looked on, and these are a few websites like scholarship.com and whatnot that would Basically, you fill out your own information and they would filter out some scholarships that you could apply to that would satisfy your demographic, your interests, your hobbies. And I applied several of them. Um, And some would be, you know, a pretty good sum of money. Others were less. But you know what? When you're living in New York City, even if it's enough to cover a week of groceries, it's honestly worth it. It only takes a few minutes of your time. I would definitely look into on-campus jobs or even off-campus, you know, depending on your schedule and whatnot. But I worked in high school to save up money for my spending expenses, and I would totally recommend doing that, you know, starting early, get summer jobs. TAing, I've heard so many friends uh, who have become teacher's assistants in college for courses that they have taken previously and excelled. And not only do you 
learn and make connections with the professor, but you also get paid pretty well. So I would totally recommend that. So do you know any resources for other first-generation college students? For example, any specific scholarships or any grants? I actually looked into one specifically for Taiwanese people. It was for Taiwanese first-generation American-born students for financial aid. I think they cover like $10,000. Like it was a very good sum of, like a large sum of money. I, I would always say start early. A lot of them are for students entering college and not like during college. And unfortunately, I looked at them too late. Like I think I was already a freshman. So it was already too late to apply. They mostly look at it when you're still applying to college. And so that was honestly one of my worst regrets was um, not starting as early as I should have. So even high schoolers should start looking into it is what you're saying? Oh yeah, of course. There's, I, I think there's actually a lot more for high schoolers because they, they want to help you earlier on. I don't know if, I don't know like the logic behind all of it, but I, I knew when I was looking like sophomore year, I remember like when COVID first hit, I was very, very concerned because my dad owns restaurants. And so we also live on Long Island. So New York was hit the worst. And so we were closed, like our business was closed for a couple of weeks. And, you know, they brought up concerns of whether or not I would be able to go back to campus fall semester, this semester. Fortunately, I was. Um, again, I am very grateful, but, you know, those conversations did take place. And so I was scrambling and so desperate looking for scholarships that could help me out a bit. Yeah, it definitely was really hard. And a lot of people who are looking for specific grants, I know that there are some federal grants such as the Pell Grant, correct? Yes, I have heard of that one. I'll I have a few friends that are also always constantly looking at scholarships. There's so many and they kind of just apply to depending who you are. There's ones for studying abroad. There's ones for your major. There's ones for your hobby. There's ones for your ethnic background. There's... I even found out there's some for like silly things like your height. Isn't? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're so funny. I, I love those. Although their amount may not be great, but I'm telling you, anything helps your textbooks are come on like a few hundred a semester if you're getting 50 bucks for this one you know scholarship with like a silly name but you fit the demographic and all you have to do is literally submit like a questionnaire or a survey response or a mini essay i'd say just do it for sure i don't totally agree with that so moving forward i'm curious about your college application experience what what was that like how can you walk me through the process how you applied to college yeah of course um, it was definitely very stressful i went to a public school and so we had guidance counselors that did these like large assemblies based on like the you know the general school population and we attended them but they always said the first thing is start early so I tried starting in the summer and I really, really want to get it done as early as possible just because I'm I'm not the procrastinating type, I'd say. I always like to get ahead with my work and I for for schools that were early action, I did them immediately. And even if they weren't, I want to submit it around the same time as all my other applications just to get it out of the way. So I wrote my personal was it personal essay I believe that's what it's called with my English teacher senior year and we sat down had a few meetings he was helping me edit 
And after that was done, you know, the whole common app process is very self-explanatory, but it is very, very time consuming. FAFSA was definitely a pain in the butt. CSS was also a pain in the butt. You know, you really want to sit down with your parents and um, explain to them the whole process. It was very, very uh, complicated. It required so many financial documents and a lot of time. And, you know, my parents not speaking English, I had to translate all that information for them. It was it was kind of difficult, for sure. So how did you go through the process with your parents because they didn't speak English? You know, FAFSA and the CSS forms aren't exactly the easiest to translate. So how did you approach that? Yeah, so like I mentioned before, my parent, my dad owns a restaurant. So we do have an accountant who stores all of this, like all these documents for us. So my first step was reaching out to her and requesting all the forms and the documents. And I think because my dad owned a business, the the process kind of made it slightly more complicated because I even had to provide the financial records for the business and not just my dad's personal, like my parents' personal finances. Again, I was also lucky where I had two older brothers who were also able to help me sort this out. And if, you know, my parents didn't really understand the language of it, my brothers are six, seven years older than me and they were able to help me sort those out so i'm what i'm getting at is you did the majority of your college admissions process through reaching out to friends families guidance counselors from school and teachers correct yeah uh for sure because i i'm i was very lost in the moment and i remember even asking my friend who her mom is an accountant and she was helping me you know sort it out and explaining why I need to do what in the beginning I didn't even understand the difference between FAFSA and CSS and I was like why why do I have to fill out both like what does the loan mean do I have to pay it back is it even beneficial is it better if I get like a bank loan I just had no clue and you know today with the resources of YouTube even like TikTok Reddit and all that I think you could really find a community of people who are very helpful and will hopefully give you all the information you need. Yeah, and especially with the internet in today's world, especially given the amount of first-generation college students we have from immigrant families, there definitely are plenty of resources on the internet. So based off of your experience, would you say that paying someone like a counts like an outside guidance counselor almost specifically for the college admissions process do you do you think that's necessary because i know a lot of people feel the need to get one of these counselors and advisors but are worried because it's quite expensive actually personally i don't think i know anyone at least in my close immediate friends that have paid for this type of service I do know people who got like tutors for SAT and ACT, but not really like college guidance counselors. Honestly, the ones from the school really do a lot, at least for me. And my and I'm going to be completely honest, my public school wasn't even a very great one. And so I was just lucky that the people who worked at my school were genuinely cared and were helpful. And you know what, with with counselors that help you you know edit your essay to be honest I feel like college admissions see so many people who probably have paid for those services that 
it's not even unique anymore. It's honestly your perspective that makes it the most unique and your experiences. So, you know, I would say, okay, grammatically, structurally, yes, you want someone to look over it, but that could be adults in your life, you know, or even friends who are amazing at writing. You know, I have had my close friends edit you know, any writing pieces for me, and they have done a phenomenal, phenomenal job. But I personally don't think it's necessary unless you really, really don't have the resources. Again, I do acknowledge that I was privileged enough, and I am so lucky to have met the people I have in my life that has helped me through all this process. Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience with us, Kate. It was a pleasure talking to you. Of course, of course. I really enjoyed this. Well, that's it for today. So thank you everyone so much for listening. And if you'd like to learn more about Alien Attorney, please go ahead and visit us at alienattorney.com. All right, everyone have a great day. Bye.